Good Thursday afternoon, everybody, and welcome to your D1TN5 for December 17th. My name is Anthony Grossi, and let's jump right into it. The Stephen F. Austin administration is recommending a move to the WAC that would be effective July 2nd, 2022. The Board of Regents approved the recommendation, and the transition would be negotiated by President Scott Gordon. In NCAA infractions news, the Infractions Referral Committee approved Arizona's request to refer its men's basketball infractions case to the IARP. Kansas AD Jeff Long explains the Jayhawks' infractions case has been altered due to the pandemic, saying, I can't give you a time period that it's been delayed, a week, month, or six months, but it has been delayed. I think we are closer to getting the next step from the IARP. We'll get a timeline of what's to happen next. We are in that phase. We are waiting to receive that at this point. Former President Barack Obama discusses a number of topics with the ringers Bill Simmons and Bakari Sellers, including the sports world's handling of COVID-19. He contends the NBA handled the situation well, while the NFL's response has left something to be desired. Continuing, quote, But I'll be honest with you. The area where I'm most frustrated is college, right? Because whatever happens at the professional level, at least these are adults who are getting paid, and they're making a series of decisions that may be suboptimal for the players. But for the most part, you're not putting other people at risk. When I watch college football in particular right now, we'll see how college basketball develops. There is this sense of the economics driving a series of decisions in which a bunch of very young people are being put at risk in ways that are unnecessary. On if student-athletes should be paid, Obama responds, yes, I think the amount of money that is being made at the college level, the risks that, let's say, college football players are being subjected to, and the fact that for many of these colleges, what these young people are doing are subsidizing athletic director salaries and coach salaries. All of that argues for a better economic arrangement for them. I think there is a way of doing that that doesn't completely eliminate the traditions and the love we all have for college sports. But penalizing those kids when everyone else is benefiting does not make sense to me. During his annual State of the Conference update today, Pac-12 Commissioner Larry Scott says the conference has conducted 70,000 antigen tests and 50,000 PCR tests on student-athletes with a positivity rate of 1.2%. Scott expressed empathy for Colorado and contended that USC is deserving of a college football playoff spot. Scott also noted he has not discussed his future with league presidents and chancellors at this point and expects that conversation to begin next year. Additionally, he indicated the conference is ready to help departments clear financial hurdles with a loan program that would use future media rights as collateral and expressed optimism about those rights following the SEC's recent deal, saying it's another great data point supporting what our vision has been. We're sitting on a lot of untapped growth in our value. Outgoing ACC Commissioner John Swafford chats with the Richmond Times-Dispatch's David Teal and acknowledges he's been conflicted about playing sports during a pandemic saying, I would worry about anyone who has not been conflicted, but you work your way through it. You listen to science and the medical people and your players and coaches, and you move forward based on that and based primarily on the science aspect of it and the medical aspect of it. Additionally, Swafford notes that the ACC has played more conference football games than any other league in the country, which he believes will benefit the bottom line. In personnel notes, UCLA Athletic Director Martin Jarman says there is zero truth to reports that head football coach Chip Kelly is on his way out. Oregon Athletic Director Rob Mullins notes that any salary increases in head football coach Mario Cristobal's future contracts will be funded by future gifts from donors. Purdue Defensive Coordinator Bob Diaco is out after just one season and will be due a $675,000 buyout to satisfy the second year of his deal depending on whether ongoing pandemic reduction is applied and is subject to a duty to mitigate and offset. 
More positive news out of Gainesville as Florida reports Keontae Johnson continues to show encouraging signs of progress. The Gators have also postponed their next three games with athletic director Scott Strickland, noting that this has been an emotionally taxing time for Keontae's family, friends, and teammates. Amidst controversy surrounding his role in the university's possible mishandling of sexual assault and domestic violence reports, LSU Executive Deputy Athletic Director and Executive Director of External Affairs, Verge Osbury, has voluntarily withdrawn from the school's presidential search committee. Apparent facilities updates? Arizona State has inked a 30-year deal with OVG Facilities to run its new $115 million multi-use arena. Aloha Stadium has been deemed unsafe to hold crowds and is expected to be condemned, according to KHON, which notes its closure could leave Hawaii in a bind. There are no other stadiums on Oahu that meet the NCAA's 15,000-seat capacity requirement, and the new Aloha Stadium is not set to be complete until 2023 at the earliest. And that is all for your D1 Team 5 for Thursday afternoon, December 17th. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a five-star review and let me know your thoughts by replying to your D1 Ticker email via the link in the podcast description or on social media at D1 Ticker. Be sure to check your inbox to stay up to date in what is going on in and around college athletics. My name is Anthony Grassi, and we'll see you back here bright and early tomorrow morning.